0: I hope that was okay. Again, I apologize with uh, I mean, unexpected difficulties this morning. I wasn't planning on that uh, happening, and you know, so don't know what's. Hopefully, by next Sunday, we'll figure out the laptop and get everything straightened out. I wish there's a way I could tie in remotely some way to that to my laptop. That way, stuff like that happens. Or one of the guys that uh, help run it, call in sick or something, can't do it. That way I can still uh, use my equipment, but I haven't figured out there's a way, I'm sure. There's always a way if you got enough money to do it, but I, I don't know, don't know what, uh, what all that would entail, but uh, so anyway. Bluetooth? Huh? Can to your computer? No, because I, I think what we have here is more analog, and I don't think it's set up for something like it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We'd have to probably invest a lot more money. Probably cost more than a carpet to, to do what he need do, seriously. So I don't uh, We'll keep working, chipping away at it, figuring out what's going on. So, But I appreciate your patience and hope those songs are, were okay. I always like to do the bluegrass ones for my grandmother. She likes those. So. Hi. Uh, uh, well, we could, but I didn't want to put him on the spot. So there, see, that's, that's just showing manners and non-manners. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> My mother-in-law is so much fun to torment. All right, yeah, let me pull it out of my pocket. No, I'll do that. Not, I <laughs> no, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know. See, we gotta figure out how to appreciate the idea, though. I, like, so I gotta figure out how to tie in all four. I can do one possibly with that, but all four. So, yeah, we made this one. Huh? Right right yeah, there you go. So. But I don't know, we'll, we'll pull that another day. Let's see. Let's look at Mark chapter 10, verses 27 through 28. But thank you, though, sir, for that kind suggestion. Mark 10, 27 through 28. Yeah, Jason, some people care to ask you to do anything, do they? They just uh, put you on the spot. And... Trust me. I am not about you to ask you to do anything. <laughs> Mark chapter 10, verses 27 through 28. Mark chapter 10. Everybody just take the turn there. And Jesus looking upon them said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. Let us pray. Father, Lord, uh, again we just come before you and praise your holy name and just thank you, Lord, again for let us to come to your sanctuary, and uh, Lord, uh, let us serve you well in thought, word, and deed. Uh, Lord, let us uh, take what we hear today and let it equip us, uh, let it edify us. Uh, Lord, most importantly, let it glorify you. Help us, Lord, to continually be in a state of perpetual spiritual growth. And Lord, let us uh, learn and, and go out and tell us about your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. So, uh, you know, look at this verse here, you know, Peter's talking about uh, how they surrendered everything, they left everything in order to follow Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that's something that's hard for a lot of people to do is to truly surrender all, to surrender everything they have, uh, you know, and, and give it all to Jesus Christ. I've often used the illustration that uh, uh, I think our, our, our spiritual uh, aspect or our minds, if you will, uh, are almost like a, like a house. And uh, there are rooms in that home and uh, God is welcome in certain parts of that house and those certain doors are open. But there are other aspects of those doors that remain closed because you don't want God in those those parts of your uh, home, if you will, because uh, there are uh, areas you kind of, you know, is not glorified to God, but you're not willing to give that up just yet. And that's one thing that we have to do is to surrender everything that we have to Jesus Christ. And to give our all fully, totally, uttering completely to the Lord, to be used for his glory in any way that he seems fit. Uh, that's hard to do sometimes. It really is because we have been deceived by the God of this world, been deceived by the old devil. He, he wants us uh, to, to remain kind of closed off. See, there's a, there's a relationship aspect here that we're looking at. I'm sure some of you are aware of that. Some of you may not be aware of that. But it's a relationship. And you may not always feel uh, giddy and wonderful and, and, uh, about the things of God. And, um, and, and so it hinders that aspect. Uh, you know, i would just be like you know, when me and Brandy first started dating, you know, she was just all giddy and excited. And, you know, it'd be time for her to leave at night. She'd be holding on to my leg and my ankle, you know, screaming, please don't make me go. And like Brandy, you know, it's time to go, you know. And, and so, uh, <laughs> I just did. Now, uh, she wouldn't go within 10 foot up if she had to. But, uh, so, but, uh, uh, Virus. Yeah, that's it. Virus. Strange. We had a virus for 10 years. Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's easy. But, uh, you know, that's what we have to be open completely to God. You know, and I find that uh, even myself, I've been guilty of that. You know, I think uh, sometimes emotionally uh, it's easy to uh, to not want to give your all to God. I think sometimes that hardens our hearts because of the deceitfulness of the old devil. I mean, remember what it said in Jeremiah, that man's heart is desperately wicked, who can know it? And uh, because of the deceit, because of the, the blindness that the old devil has, uh, you know, it's so easy to fall into a state of, of sin. And it's easy to stay and be in that, um, uh, that, that perpetual circle of, of sin as for forgiveness, sin as for forgiveness. It, it just seems like, you know, you're, you're not gaining any traction. You're not getting anywhere uh, with your spiritual walk. And, um, and sometimes it's easy to be very uh, hardened sometimes to the things of the Lord. You don't, you don't feel the same zeal. You don't feel the same excitement. You don't feel those things. And remember, it's beyond the state of feeling. It is a relationship. But we, we need to get back to some fundamentals, so to speak, in regards to our spiritual walk. We want to be able to give our all to Jesus Christ. It's so easy uh, to, uh, uh, to allow, uh, you know, to compromise with sin, to compromise uh, with, the, uh, with the world to justify the things that we do. Well, it's not as bad as this, or it's not as bad as that, or it's okay because so-and-so does it, or, or whatever, you know, and, and so easy to justify those things. And some people are afraid to, to surrender and give all that they have uh, because they're worried, uh, well, you know, what will God ask me to do? If, if I give my all to God, what's he going to ask me to do? I don't want to end up in the deepest, darkest parts of Telford and have to minister to people. You know, I, uh, you know, <laughs> or Africa, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, you don't, you know, what's he going to ask of me? You know, what's required of me? I don't, I don't know about this. You see, that's where the devil's coming in and blinding you and, and deceiving you because we need to understand the promises of God are far greater than our emotional experiences. It's so easy, all right, because uh, we we are selfish people. We are uh, are, are prideful people. And so uh, it, we want to, uh, we're worried that God's going to remove our funds, so to speak. But we have to remember those things that are are, are are gratifying, if you will, are only temple. We need to be able to surrender and give everything we have to Jesus Christ. Just like I was talking about my wife this morning, and I praise God for her. And with that, she is that, what is known as that help me, that helper. Uh, but that's, in order to be a godly wife, uh, a woman has to be able to surrender all first to Jesus Christ. When a woman can surrender all first to Jesus Christ and give her all to him, she's no longer focused on self. She's, she's focused on the things of God. And that's why, and so therefore, you know, that's like a lot, I've, done, uh, I've done a lot of weddings and a lot of people, a lot of women don't like. I, even, I remember one woman in particular said, I don't want that. I'll submit. I will submit to nobody. And I said, well, let's take a look at this here in just a second. So you understand what that means. He is to be the head of the household spiritually. He is to have his family in church. He is to be seen reading his Bible. He is to be seen doing these things for the Lord. Just as God is head of the church, the man is head of the house, but he is not a dictator. You don't sit there and say, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know, you work together. That's why if you read in the full aspect uh, of Ephesians uh, 5 uh, is that uh, that we are to love our wives as our own body uh, as how has any man ever hated his own body so uh, you work together uh, to, uh, uh, as a team and so that's what that means when you see submit I think a lot of women uh, see that as an affront on their femininity or their, and it's, it's not at all no stretch of imagination but as 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 Christians as a whole are you ask yourself am I surrendering all to God Am I giving every aspect that I have? See, when you can surrender all to God, then you can be energized. You can be industrious. You can be, uh, you know, you, you can, you can be successful if you give all to God. You, know, you look at um, in Matthew, and we see that uh, uh, where it talks about uh, as God is the, the branch and we are the vines. And without God, we will dry up and we will wither away. We can't do nothing apart of ourselves. We can't do nothing on our own without God. We are we have to be have to show that total dependence on the things of God. Now the way you can do that is surrendering. Giving all, you know, surrendering is a is a military term. You know, people don't. You know, you think of surrendering, you think of waving the white flag, and, and uh, you know, you, people don't want to do that. You know, I don't know, you know, who wants to give up? Who wants to give in? You know, that's, that's one. The uh, uh, reason why I titled uh, today's teaching is uh, "Give Up, Give In, and Depend" because we it is it's crucial that we do give up, that we do give in to the things of Jesus Christ, and not and quit worrying about the things of the world. You know, it's like people say, well, you know, if I, if I speak against things that are, uh, uh, that are culturally acceptable, whether it's uh, homosexuality, extramural affairs, uh, pornography, or uh, whatever it may be, uh, people say, well, you're, you need to be open-minded. You're, you're closed-minded. You need to be open-minded. And, I, and I've, that's one thing I've always told people. say, so you're exactly right. I am closed-minded to the things of the world and open-minded to the things of Christ. That's what we have to be open and willing to understand the things that Jesus has for us, his promises are far greater. So we need to think about those things. You know, am I gratifying the things of the flesh, uh, the things that are temporal? Or am I concentrating on the things that are eternal? Am I concentrating on the things that, that are of Jesus Christ? You know, and it's, and, you know, when we look at sin in particular, you know, God always allows a way of escape. And sometimes that way of escape is not always uh, evident. And it uh, and so sometimes after we mess up or after we sin, it's easy to say, "Oh gosh, I wish I'd have done that." And you know, we look back at Hans. I think, "Well, if i had done this, I could have avoided this." Or if I, you know, you can you you kind of see where you messed up at. But if you can really make yourself think when you're feeling that temptation. Ask yourself: uh, Am I am I fulfilling uh, the promises of God? Am I compromising, giving in of uh, the wonderful promises that God has for me uh, for uh, a little bit of nothing, the, the temporary uh, fulfillment that the world is is offering? You know, we look back at uh, um, I would blank um, Esau. I would blank over a second. where he sold his uh, his birthright. And everything just for a pot of stew. I mean, it's kind of about what we're looking at, uh, so to speak. He gave that up, uh, what was precious, for something temporary. And that's what we do when we sin. We're giving up something precious for something that is temporary. And that's why we, in order to, uh, to have more of God, see, that's one thing we have to do is, is to be, that's what when I was praying a minute ago, that we need to be in this perpetual state of growth. You have to constantly be growing in the things of the Lord. So many people are stagnant. You know, they get to come to church, they get saved, and that's pretty much it. You know, I've used this illustration before too. That it's like climbing a mountain. You know, it's like people are on fire; and they're excited, and they're climbing that mountain. And then somewhere along the way, they get bored, and they no longer find the things of God fulfilling. And not only are they not gaining traction, getting trying to get closer to the Lord, they're actually losing traction and getting further away from God. And so that's that's the things we need to be aware of. And and I think you know again. Uh, that is something that uh, our Christians uh, in churches now more than ever need to have that zeal. You know, they're so apathetic and so complacent. Nobody's excited about, about church. So many people are excited about the things of Jesus Christ. You know, you get in this, this mundane rut of day to day routine. You know, an uh, object at uh, motion stays in motion, an object at rest stays at rest. You know, you have, your, your Christian walk needs to continually be in a state of motion. I understand what it's like to have a routine. Brandy can tell you. I like my routine. I eat at a certain time in the mornings. I eat at a certain time at lunch. I eat at a certain time at supper. Now I'm almost OCD because at lunchtime, I have to have my ham and my cheese and my pickles and my chips. All right? I have to have one piece of, of Swiss cheese, two pieces of ham, mustard, two bites of pickle. <laughs> and I eat that's how I like it. All right. When she gets the wrong chips, it throws me off my game. I'm like, what's this? This is not my barbecue chips. This does not work together. But I make myself eat it, and my day is horrible. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> it's not, not that bad. Not, not quite that bad yet. Close, but not quite that bad. But we, we like our routines. man, you need to shake it up some. All right. Shake it up. All right. I'm going to try to sound like uh, uh, what's her name? It's sung that song, Shake It Up. Um, Taylor Swift, yeah, she's a liberal loo, But, uh, see, they try to sound like her. But it's just that, you know, you need to, to feel, pray. Spend some time in prayer, you know, asking the Lord, Lord, how can I find that zeal? How can I find that excitement? How can I uh, surrender and have more of you in my life? Spending that time in God's Word, seeking these things out. This is what is imperative in our day-to-day walk as Christians. No, I think so many people just barely may read their Bible a couple times a week. Maybe pray only when a cop's behind them or whatever it may be. Are you praying for your, your pastors? Are you praying for your church? You know, a survey uh, I just read recently it said only a third of the church members ever pray for their pastors. We need your prayers. All right? We get up here and we're, we're preaching, we're on the front lines, and the devil don't like it. And he wants to use he wants to attack us through our health, which I, I can attest to that. Our family members, things like that. That's how he wants to attack. You know, it, it, there's some uh, people out there I feel so sorry for. It's like, you know, they, were, they were, you know, when they come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, that seems like when everything in the world just seemed to go to pot. You know, their health and finances, everything they just went haywire. And it almost doesn't seem fair, but we live in a fallen world. And that's why we have sin. That's why we have pain. That's why we have sorrow. And all these things, as bad as they may be, is only temporary. And that's why the old devil don't like it. That's why he attacks. That's why he does these things. He wants to come at you hard because he wants to separate you from Christ. But guess what? Nothing to snatch you out of God's mighty right hand. Amen. That's why we can read here with all confidence that with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Yes. So even though you may be, maybe you're battling addiction, or maybe you're, you're, there's things in your life that you're, you you still think you can ever overcome by yourself, you can overcome. But with God, all things are possible. You can overcome those things through Jesus Christ. Relying on his power, on his strength, and not on you and your abilities. And that only comes by surrendering and giving it all to Jesus Christ. Take all of me, Lord. Give every nuance, every aspect. You know, and that's what you're saying, I uh, after I ate supper, I just went for a long walk. And then while I was walking, I said, what I was doing was just praying. Lord, just, just give me the words. You know, help me. You know, I want you to, I want to be humble for you. I want to be used for your glory. And and I just want to be cleansed of all unrighteous because I am imperfect. I mess up every single day. And even when I was walking yesterday, you know, here I'm sitting there and I'm walking and I'm praying. And I was in the car, you know, about runs me down. And I'm like, you idiot. And I am sitting there thinking... This is what I'm talking about. I want to serve the Lord. I want to be close to the Lord. I'm sitting here hollering at people, shaking my fist at him, you know? And you know, I was like, Lord, why? why? There's people far better than me to preach. Why do you want me? You know, but they that a cool thing that God wants the misfits? You know? He he picked 12 men that nobody else would ever look at. It. That's what he wants the people that nobody else can think can do anything. And sometimes I wonder, I'm thinking, God, why in the world? <laughs> you know, that you want a man like me, but I praise God. For his calling and what he has called me to do. Uh, if you listen, let's go over here to Philippians chapter two, verses 12 through 13. Philippians chapter two, verses 12 through 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we're sitting here that we need to listen. Listen to the things of God. You know, I always liked uh, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We were, even before it became a movie, I, I read the, uh, the the series. I remember Dad had those books when I was a teenager. And I remember reading all of them. They loved it. Fascinated by them. And uh, there was one uh, part. Uh, in that book, and I do not remember if it was in the movie or not, but uh, where Lucy is talking to Aslan, the lion. And uh, uh, she was a little bit older, and she says, you've gotten so much bigger. And he said, well, that's because you've gotten older. She said, because you're not? He said, no, the the older you get, the bigger I get. The point I'm making here is the older we get, the bigger that God is. All right? The older we get, the bigger God is. And he's there to take care of us. He's there to watch over us. He's there to protect us and to guide us. And that's why we can show and have that total dependence upon God. There's nothing too small. Our biggest problem is small to God, you know? And God is is far bigger than anything that we'll have to to, to conquer or, or fight or battle. God is far bigger than that. And that's why we can show that total dependence upon him. You know, it's hard sometimes to have that trust. Sometimes it's hard to have that dependence because many of us have become jaded. Uh, We have, uh, uh, because we've been treated in our lives, people have let us down, people have left us, people have hurt us. And so trust is hard. Trust is something that uh, we have have to work on. But when it comes to God, we know that he will not hurt us, he will not leave us, he will not forsake us, and he will take care of all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Now, there's a couple of verses I want to look at here. First, I want to look at John 15, uh, verses uh, 5 and 6. And this goes to what I was just talking about just a second ago. Uh, John chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. says, I am the vine, ye are the branch. Oh, I'm sorry. there's some pages rattling. I'm like, Dad, I get to go too fast, too quick. John chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. It says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather, to, to gather them and cast them into fire and they are burned. So remember, just like I was talking about a second ago, that uh, he is the vine and we are the branches. And, and And we will wither and we will die. Without Jesus Christ, you'll spend an eternity in hell. I hope you understand that. You know, there's there's, just, there's too much fluff out in this world right now. There's too much, you know, patting on the head and justified a sin and, and you're going to be okay. You just be a good little boy or girl and you'll get right into heaven. Guess what? It don't work that way. You have to confess your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And that is the only way that you're getting into heaven. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care what religion or culture involved in. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone, surrendering all, giving your every aspect to Jesus. And when you do that, then you can have total dependence upon him. And that brings us to our next uh, verse I want to read is Matthew 6, uh, verses, particularly verses uh, 25 and uh, forward. The end of the chapter there. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on? Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? So see, once we give our all to Christ, He's going to take care of us, body and soul. He's going to provide for us. Behold the fowls of the air. Therefore they, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? So here you see, you, you see the birds, of the, the very birds of the air. They don't have a home to go into, but yet God provides for them. God gives, helps them to have food. And look, if he can do that for a little bitty bird, how much more can he do that for us? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit into his stature? See, we worry about all these things in our lives. Whether well, it's money or homes or cars or family members. We, you know, If you're like me, I don't know about some of you parents, I worry sick over my little girl. I know it drives her nuts. Her and my son both drives her nuts because I watch her on that Life 360. And if she goes off on a road I don't think looks good, where are you at? <laughs> Daddy, I just want to go for a ride. Where are you going? What time are you going to be home? That's because Daddy loves her. And I worry about her i know of all the evil things that are out there and if i catch that little boy she likes uh, touching her i'm gonna break his hand <laughs> no, i'm just joking he's a good little guy what she likes she won't kill me for embarrassing her but um uh, it's, it's <laughs> huh? yeah really but it is uh, my point is we worry about our kids we worry about our parents we worry about our spouse we worry it's not going to add a second of, of your to your day. It's not going to change the outcome. You can wring your hands, you can get upset, you can worry, and <clears throat> you can just be like, Lord please, Lord please, Lord please. It's not going to change anything. Let your request be made known unto God and let the peace of God surpass all understanding guard your hearts and minds. That's what you have to do. Give it to God and let it go. That's hard. It's in our nature, at least for me, to worry. That is in my nature to do so. Every time her, my wife, my son, my dad, they leave that house, I watch them as far as they can go. And I pray the whole time, Lord, please watch over them. It worries me sick sometimes that God is in control. So we've got to stop this worrying. I don't want to be worried about this election, worried about what's going on with our president, and worried to death about the two lunatics that could possibly get in there. Trust me, I get it. That God is in control. Ain't nothing want to happen ain't in his control. Look at the last election. The other side cheated and scammed and thought for sure they was a shoe in and had it. Didn't even thought, thought, hey, there's not possible. That's why she still, Hillary still can't handle it today. She can't figure it out. It, it was hers. That's why God showed, you're not in control. I'm in control, and I'm going to put in who I want in there. You know, and you may not like that I get a little political up here, but sometimes things have to be said. And the point has to be made that no matter if it's Sleepy Joe or whoever in office, God's in control. And he's going to meet all your needs. He's going to take care of us. And maybe some of these as, as bad as I hate seeing some of these things come to pass. Maybe these bad things have to happen in order for God's word to be completed for Christ to return. You know, we may have to go through some bad times. We may have to go through some persecution. Uh, uh, you know, I was reading some articles uh, today. I think it was—I uh, can't remember if it was California. I was surprised it was California. But if they didn't concede and pastors preach a certain thing, that uh, they would be uh, fined a hundred thousand dollars or something like that if they didn't do uh, do what they, the state told them to do. And uh, was it oh, where? Virginia was it really? So. That will surprise me. But uh, uh, so, you know, we may come under some persecution. You know, that may happen. But God's going to give you that strength to endure. So don't worry. Remember, he's going to take care of you physically. He's going to take care of you spiritually. He he takes care of the birds of the air. He's telling you right here that uh, uh, worry is not going to add a second to your day. And uh, it says, And why take ye thoughtful raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they toil. Not neither do they spin. Yet I said to you that even Solomon, all his glories, was not arrayed like one of these. So even the flowers of the field, God take care of, and He loves you, His children. It's like I love my children. I'd do anything for my kids. I'd give my life for my kids. How much more the Heavenly Father loves you that He sent His only Son to die for you, to save you from a very real hell, to give you eternal life. And yet so many people, they see uh, uh, their faith, they see uh, uh, the reality of what Christ has done as subjective uh, and that um, it is a, uh, 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 that truth is relative. And uh, well, that might be true for you, but I don't, I don't think that really happened kind of attitudes. You know, I think a lot of people, even their faith uh, has uh, is no longer seen as uh, something special. You know, how do you view your faith in accordance to surrender and dependence? You know, it's, it's like uh, I was reading a gentleman who was making the uh, illustration uh, that he was uh, talking about uh, old faithful, you know, where he, at a certain time every day, it uh, uh, water erupts, whatever it is. And, uh, I said that was, and they, said they were in the restaurant and, uh, at a certain time, so all these tourists and them so they were running to the window. And they, they waiting with excitement. Some were clapping, and they're excited to see that that big, huge eruption. But he said he kind of looked back out of the corner of his eye. All the bus boys, all the workers, everybody there didn't even flinch. Could care less. Got all the dirty dishes, filled up their drinks, sitting at the counter talking. It didn't mean nothing to them. But they'd seen it so many times. They, they could care less that it was doing that. I think that's what well, a lot of people with their faith is no longer special. It's like yeah, just just one of those things, you know. And so they, their mundane look. At, uh, at our, our their Christian walk and their faith. Our faith is something very special, something we need to, to appreciate uh, uh, every day. God, thank you uh, for this faith that you've instilled in me. Mean, remember that when it comes to faith, all right, it is uh, that's something that God gives you uh, at the time of, of salvation. It's not something you conjure up on your own, it is a gift from God, and we need to show that appreciation for that gift. And not just uh, uh, take it as, as just uh, 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 for granted. You know, just like I was talking about with my wife. I don't want to take her for granted. I want her to know she's appreciated. I want her to know that she's loved. And, and so that's one thing we need to do with God and our relationship with him. That we're showing that he is appreciated. That he is loved. Thank you, God. Thank you for this faith. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness of sins. Because I don't know about you all, so many times I'm like, I've got a, a burden on my back. I'm like, oh, I messed up again, you know. But praise God, he forgives us of those sins, and he takes that burden away, and we can be free. And sometimes us freed men and women, sometimes we, we put ourselves back in the jail cell, the muck and the mire of the, over the pigs, and, and roll back down into sin. But guess what? God picks us back up, dusts us off, and helps us keep on going. That's why God is Faithful. Now, let's look at Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 23 of Lamentations. Now, if you don't know where Lamentations are at, um, you can uh, uh, look at uh, look at Isaiah, Jeremiah, and then you hit it right into Lamentations. Go after Proverbs, and just kind of go forward a little bit, and you'll run right into Lamentations. Lamentations is one of those books of the Bible that are uh, not often used, and so sometimes it makes it a little harder to find sometimes. But... <clears throat> Lamentations three twenty two through twenty three. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not; they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God is faithful. His promises can be banked on. We don't have to give it a second thought. We know if he says it, he's going to do it. You are going back to C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia again with with Lucy. She uh, I couldn't see Aslan. So she, she had the magic book and she said the words and he was revealed to her. She said, it worked. I can see you. And he said, of course, if I told you it's going to happen, it will happen. That's what God does. He, he tells us it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We can bank on those promises. God is faithful. God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God's faithful in his promises. God was faithful in sending his son. God is faithful and he will continue to love you. We don't need to doubt uh, his faithfulness. We don't need to doubt his love for us. We don't need to doubt those things. And that uh, we know that he will never fail us. And, you know, I think so many people sometimes were so many broken promises in our lives that we don't take God's promises as serious as we should. And that's why we have to understand, reread God's book of promises. And those things of Christ were revealed to us. We need to cling to that and find it very precious. Praise God for his word. Praise God for these things that he gives us. And I hope that you don't take his promises lightly, that you can trust that God is faithful. You know, when I'm down and out, God is there. When I'm happy, God is there. When things are spinning out of control, God is there. When I knock something off a counter and I'm so fat that it hurts to bend over, God is there. So I'm oh, God, please, why? You know? <laughs> you know, it up and tying your shoes. <laughs> so, but praise God. And see, if you're not saved, if you don't do what Jesus Christ, your Lord is saved, I mean, you're missing out. Yeah. You are missing out on, the, on, being, on having freedom and peace. You know, and it's easy to talk about those things, but it's also uh, that needs to be said along with that. It is the hardest thing you will ever do. Being a Christian is not for the weak. But he will give you what you need when you need it. See, without God, you're out in the world. All you care about yourself. All you care about is what other people think. And, and, and you're, just, you're just, just flipping and flopping around all over the place. You know, what, what, where's your hope? What, what are you banking on? Your job? Somebody? I mean, these things are going to go away. But with Jesus Christ, you have something solid. You have something to cling to. And when in the midst of that storm, we got an anchor. We can hold on to that because of God's enduring faithfulness. So remember, for those of us who are saved, don't forget to surrender all. For those who are saved, make sure you're depending wholly utterly totally on God. So you start depending on your own abilities, you're going to fall and fail and you're going to mess up. And we can rest assured in God's faithfulness. For those who aren't saved, give up, give in, and depend. Amen. Give it up. Give it all up. Give it to Jesus Christ. Surrender all to him. Man, when you do that, i am tell you what. I promise you, you'll be so much happier. And I promise you, as God's promises tell us, you'll spend an eternity with Jesus Christ. A lot of people will say, no, I don't want to live anymore. Good. Give, it to, give your life to God. Because he said, those who die for my sake, you get to have eternal life. Give your life to Jesus. You don't want to give it to him. He'll give you a life that's far more fulfilling. Give it to God. I'm telling you guys and girls, we're living in the last days. We are living in the last days. And you have a choice now before it's too late. Either accept the things of Jesus Christ or you can spend an eternity in hell. you going to say, well, that's a little blunt. That's a little harsh. Well, maybe some people out there don't get a hint. You know, I got a mother-in-law like that. You just got to just, just, just tell us. You don't take a hint. You just got to tell them, leave. I'm tired of talking to you. No, I'm, I, I'm not that mean. I thought it, but I'm not that mean. I, hey, some of don't get a hint. You just got to tell them, say, listen, here's what's going to happen. You have choice A, you have choice B, and you don't want choice B. Give it all to the Lord today. Well, if you'll stand, we will close in a word of prayer. And let me uh, see if I find us some music here to... Hold on one second, I forgot about the invitation. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second, I'm sorry i will going play this, and then uh, uh, while I'm standing up here, if you may not know the Lord's a personal Savior, come up here and talk to me, and I'll pray with you. If you um, uh, have a concern, come up here. I'll be happy to pray with you. The promises of God. Appreciate all you guys and gals for coming out this morning and invite you all back out tonight at 6 o'clock. And we're going to dive in and start our new uh, series on uh, the book of Titus. So I hope you'll come out and join us for that uh, teaching this evening. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you again for this wonderful and beautiful day that you bless us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, for anyone here today that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and we will protect us. We meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a good day and a good week.